Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Comics Pals Reviews. Joining me today is Marco. Hello. And Tyler. Hello. All right, I'm not Let's doing try. that. I'm just Sean. And today we're here to we're review... We're just going to mimic each other there. <laughs> we're here to review three of the week's biggest books. We're talking about Dark Ages number one. Uh, the what if that's not a what if. Uh, Infinite Frontier number five and Static Season One number three. So before we get into these reviews, I do want to let you guys know how to support the show. Uh, follow us and leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening. If that's YouTube, subscribe for free, like the video, share it with your friends. All that stuff is free to do and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. If you leave comments on this or any of our other videos on YouTube, we respond to that on the weekly show, The Comics Pals, which drops every Monday, where we're talking about all these characters that you love and all the different places you can find them. And if you want our image comics reviews, those go up every Wednesday. So with all that out of the way, let's start with Marvel's Dark Ages, number one. This is the next in a series of alt-reality stories that Tom Taylor just can't seem to get away (laughs) from. Um, Doesn't this feel like he's doing the same book at both companies, right? Like the dark. He's he's the guy. I I forgot. I don't know which show I set it on, but like, I think that's, I think he's doing it on purpose because like he can get those trade residuals. If he can get like a nice trade selling. I don't know. I mean, also he gets to do whatever hell he wants, which is probably fun too. That. Yeah. I think you're totally right. I meant literally, I I feel like he's telling the same story. Like this (laughs) one. Yeah. The Dark Knights of Steel. Oh yeah. yeah, Okay. I didn't remember it because it hasn't come out yet. I guess. uh, I guess maybe. They feel similar because they're both, aren't they both like kind of steampunky a little bit? Like, no, the other one's like a fantasy base. I think uh, it's more. I guess it is a little more. Sword and sorcery. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Um, but this one is, of course, by the aforementioned Tom Taylor, with art by uh, Ivan Cayello, uh, with colors by Brian Reber, and letters by Joe Sabino. So uh, this is very clearly not taking place in our Marvel Universe 616. Um, and they make that immediately clear by showing that Peter and Mary Jane have a daughter. I thought that was a really smart way to open it, to give you the idea that this was different. I, I really thought you were going to say they opened in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I almost closed the book at that point. I was just like, yeah. That was an immediate knock yeah. against it. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's nice because May is like, she, she's been in a lot of the like spider verse. There was, um, there was that, was it secret wars then spun out into spider verse where there's like another yeah. reality where, yeah. where Peter actually gets to be an adult with a, with a, with a child becomes like spiderling or something like that so yeah yeah that was the um the battle world spinoffs you're talking about believe so where like yeah. some of them like kind of stayed like old man logan it was a yep. reason to do that yeah yeah i mean honestly kind of how i prefer peter like i like in current continuity like just, just bring that back so I'm, I'm happy to see that you know show up here mm-hmm. this is the first time i've ever seen may and uh pretty cute i i kind of wish i'd see more of her May's really interesting because she's a character that we've seen at almost every age. Yep. Really? Yeah. Um, she's very frequently utilized in these kinds of alternate universe stories, but we've seen her be a child. We've seen her be a teenager, uh, preteen. We've seen her be like 
like maybe maybe not much older than a teen, but in that same pocket. So she's been all over the place. Yeah, as Spider Girl. Like that's that's the Spider Girl. Like yeah, oh. yeah if you ever seen like early two thousand like late nineties, early two thousands, I think uh-huh. is when Spider Girl got introduced. Yeah. Yep. Uh but Maya's not exactly the star of this comic. Uh she's just the cutest character in it. Um immediately we're introduced to some kind of you know, world-threatening conflict. And yeah. uh, it's pretty cool to see the, the heroes kind of jump into action. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked all the different sequences that showed, like, Moon Girl and the different spider heroes and um, Apocalypse we haven't seen in a comic in a, a little while. Um, I thought all that stuff looked really great. Yeah, I like the, the the group of characters that Tom Taylor kind of brought into this. You know, Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur, even, like, bringing Laura and Scout back or Honey Badger. I forget what she goes by. Um, yeah. Bringing them, them back uh, from his Wolverine run. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed this. I even enjoyed the, uh, the ragtag group of characters he chose to pick for the, the big battle scene towards the middle of this book. Yeah. Um, and then I've regretted liking it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How dare you play with my emotions like that? Yeah. It, I, I liked that. But I was a little bit bothered by the fact that, you know, clearly this is like one of the worst things to ever happen on Earth. And they just send like six people, you know. <laughs> strategic wouldn't, six, though. Yeah. Well, wouldn't Thor be pretty strategic? I feel like uh, I just kind of. I mean, I was going to say strategic to mess with me because <laughs> I feel like whenever they need to have an emotional beat in an Elseworld story and they need to like kill off like you know the heart of the marvel universe it's johnny storm or the thing yeah it's always one of those two it's never read it's never read it's funny that you say that because that's what hickman kind of did in uh, secret wars i guess that's true but hickman actually earned it at that point with yeah the, yeah so yeah very true uh yeah I, I it was hard to get over the fact that they sent such a small group to deal with this new threat uh speaking of the new threat what did you guys think about the little origin they gave the Unmaker here? I dug it. Um, I think, especially considering the page before was all about like Uatu coming. And it gave yeah, it looking some- like a Funko. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. It, it gave it like some gravitas. And uh, I like that it was the, the Living Tribunal. You know, you get these like bigger sort of concept ideas. You duke it out. That, that always means trouble. So I, th- I think they did a pretty good job with like the preamble of everything then introduce the unmaker uh, and then you kind of see the the repercussions of it across the the world mm-hmm. i like how they did it in a double page spread like that's all it needed mm-hmm. like yeah. it's just super straightforward easy they didn't have to spend too much time on it i mean this is only a normal size book so i wouldn't want to spend too much time on it so i think it did it in terms of pacing that part was very well i think the whole, actually, the whole book in terms of pacing was done well yeah, was, and, and it's yeah. A, you don't need much more than that. Exactly, yeah, it's know. Marvel superhero story. Like, doesn't need to be deep, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, it was very economic, and uh, I really appreciated that. Um, and, I mean, I, for me, there was a lot to like. I think I, I, I'm a fan of Tom Taylor's work. I know that there are people who feel differently, um, and certainly people who just don't like what he does. Uh, but I like it. I think he's talented. Uh, I, I enjoyed seeing him kind of tackle these different pockets of the Marvel universe here just in one shot. Um, and like Tyler kind of referenced, the emotional stuff 
when this little group of Avengers is facing off with the Unmaker and they're just like getting bodied. Um, you know, <laughs> I really felt that. And it's weird because that's one of the that's one of the advantages of you know big two stories is if you show me Doctor Strange dying, I'm always gonna feel something about it. You know, like it's just mm-hmm. I care about him. So when that happens here, Tom Taylor does a good enough job giving that meaning that when it happens, I'm like, damn, oh no. He's good at this too. Like, have you read De- De- Deceased? The first no. volume I read, the first yeah. few issues of, yeah. Yeah, both, both volumes are very good. He knows how to like play with, with your emotions about who, who gets got, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think there's like a scene with like, uh, like Green Arrow, I think in one of the deceased or something, one of his Elseworld DC books where it's like, oh, Green Arrow is the character to mess with me, you know? So yeah. he... It, it's well-trodden uh, uh, for Tom Taylor, this kind of thing. But dude's good at it. So yeah, it's effective. Um, and then that, that cliffhanger. Uh, first of all, the Iron Man that they have here, the, well, I guess he's not exactly Iron Man, but um, he's steam-powered Iron Man. Yeah. I thought he looked awesome. Uh, Apocalypse looks really cool. Um, just a cool group of characters. I like the uh, how Miles is Venom now. Oh, okay, yeah, is that what that was? yeah, yeah. yeah if if you look at the second cover, it he has the the symbiote off of him, and you can see it's Miles. So oh, there's some interesting God. things that play there. Oh, uh, Beast getting an awesome redesign. I'm a sucker yeah. for Beast, even though he is uh, a genocidal maniac in the comics right now. But <laughs> for that, would you say this is a new mutation for Beast? who knows at this point it's whatever yeah yeah i also like the idea that we're going to see reading this this is the world now without electricity or technology uh, they're back in the dark ages how does reed deal with that that's a very compelling oh, question yeah. yeah and apparently not well because <laughs> he's siding with apocalypse so <laughs> let's see how that is i don't know who that lady death strike is i couldn't quite tell that was yeah. That was my big question mark. I'm not sure. I, I think if so, we're, if we're seven years and we've already seen him at the beginning. Could it be Luke Cage and Jessica Jones's daughter? She looks young in this. That doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. But of course, then we have to ask ourselves why the hell does she have Lady Deathstrike? Yeah, I, I don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I couldn't answer that for you. But it looked like it looks like a younger character. So I, I yeah. And obviously one that's unknown to us. So mm-hmm. that's as good a guess as any. Um, what did you guys think about the art here? I, I mentioned it a little earlier. I think it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super strong. I think everything would coalesce really well. I, uh, going back to this, the strange uh, page, there's one where they first start with, uh, with Sue and you just see like half, there's like a quarter of the page is this extended panel. And his, his face is covered in like half shadow. It's just like a really nice, uh, I think, rendered imaging of, uh, of Stephen Strange. And even before that, uh, Wanda disappearing and you see visions flipping out and stuff. Really good beats. I think it super just well done. I think designs across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Eva, Eva and Coelho's art. I believe he did some of um, Venom. Uh Donny Cates is Venom. Yeah, I think I he did some like the off, like the non-Stegman issues. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it. it. It's super clean. And it, it reminds me of like, like a good Marvel house style, but like good, you know? 
Um, yeah. I was I was a fan of it. Was he one of the the new Stormbringers? What do they call us? They're like young Storm guns. Breakers. Yeah. Was he on there? I feel like he might have been. Might have been. Oh, he also did a a Darkhawk miniseries. I think that was like. Oh. Is it was it this is this current one? I think it's this current one. Um, it came out last week. Yeah, yeah. It's he's also doing uh, covers for that. He's doing covers work. Okay. Yeah. When I think about the way that Marvel looks. This is pretty much how I how Marvel yep. looks in my mind. Good um, Spider-Man artist. I will wow. say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. This was good stuff. I, I wasn't looking forward to this comic, um, but it actually ended up being my pick of the week. It, same. I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. I, I didn't know what to expect, but the I think the twist sold me in on it. Uh and just because the you know we get this picture of the world i'm like okay cool now they're gonna live in like whatever the remnants of it but the the dark age thing was i'm like oh i get it now okay you got me cool yeah just a a quick who who cares what it is intro into a new world for marvel i think this was excellently handled and no real wasted time on exposition which is probably the biggest sin that books like this can commit. Yep. So uh, for me, A plus, really good. Yeah. They did a uh, Viv Vision dirty in this though. I will say that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she just she just drops out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did get some weird, strange satisfaction seeing Wanda get um like no more mutant mutanted like just start just unmade. <laughs> weird satisfaction out of that. So you're a dark dude. Hey, it's dark ages. <laughs> well. Uh, let's talk about Dark Side. Who... Oh, I guess we will. Oh, for the YouTube viewers, I'm wearing a Dark Side shirt. I well, look at that. Plan this yet again. You're getting good at this. Trying, and, uh, trying. I'm really wondering when your streak is going to end. Uh, I got matching underwear too. I, I I can keep pulling it out. Let's. I mean, I that's okay. That was a poor choice of words together. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, Infinite Frontier number five, right? Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Uh. So this is actually the penultimate issue of this series, which uh, has been, you know, we've, we've had our ups and downs with this book, um, but we're, we're rounding out the end here. Uh, of course, uh, Josh Williamson, um, you know, writing it. Uh, we've got, uh, sorry, where's the, I'm trying yeah. to find the page with all the. Unscroll the artist page. Just yeah. get the uh, Paul Pelletier, uh, Jesus Moreno and Tom, Derenick were the pencilers on this uh, with Norm Rappand, uh, Raul Fernandez, and Tom Dernick again on inks. Uh, and Hi-Fi did the colors and Tom Napolitano did the letters. So I really like this issue a lot more than the last two. Because things are happening. Everything's yeah. coming together. We don't have to worry about these kind of disparate stories going on. Like it's finally together. This, this is why I like it too, because it feels like that old dc event book yeah and that's something that you've mentioned a few times and it definitely has that vibe i I, i've never read countdown but this is what i imagine countdown was kind of like um is that would you say that's accurate yeah i'm getting a lot of like infinite crisis uh vibes from it too which i think Mm -hmm. even like directly references like um was that infinite crisis where uh psycho pirate gets uh killed by black adam is it is that the crisis where it happens? Mm, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure where either. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, 
I don't remember his fate in that book. But uh, seeing him here in all his glory is a lot of fun. Uh, he's just a very like kind of grandiose villain. And it's weird because I don't think much of Psycho Pirate in terms of him being a threat. Yet, whenever he's around, you know that it means something. It's it's a, it's a significant happening when he's present. Um, so his him being here is pretty cool. And then I really like the cast for the Injustice Incarnate group. Mm-hmm. Was Doctor Savannah in the the splash page last last issue? I don't remember seeing Doctor Savannah in it. Um, I feel like he was. Was he okay? I, I could be wrong. Yeah, but she's a like short he... guy. I might have overlooked him. So. <laughs> nice and before we get off the page of psycho pirate the the choice to have him literally walking through the panels yeah i thought was a really fun choice because it's like that's a meta psycho pirate thing to do Mm -hmm. like the idea of psycho pirate being like this meta textual character that's kind of knows about the dc universe and might even know that it's a comic book in some depending on who's writing it yeah um it's so weird because he's such a like weird character for like that's that's the the arc that he's gotten throughout the history of comics just some guy wearing a theater mask sort of thing. Like, like how, how we chose him, I don't know. But it, it's fun. I do like a good Psycho Pirate story. Uh, that's the best panel I've seen all week. It's At good. Least. Yeah, That was super cool. Actually, I, I, uh, I'll disagree. The best panel was seeing Director Bones in his old yes. Mr. Bones costume. That's right. All right. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm about done. Yeah, that one. It's a I'm, great costume. It's so good. But now he's a pirate. He's ripped, my dude. He is. <laughs> he went from all bones to all abs. Yeah, seriously. The bones got muscles on him. It's, it's great. <laughs> I don't like this character anymore. I used to like Dr. Bones, but you now like I when just he was, don't. Uh, uh, director. Oh, wait. Is he Mr. Bones now that he doesn't have the suit on? Is he only a director when he has the suit on? Or is he he's a Mr. Yeah, or is he a doctor? He's a he's definitely not a director. I right. believe he's a doctor. I Mr. Doctor Mr. Bones. Mr. Doctor Director Bones. Got it. Yep. Exactly. All right. Uh I for for like a minute. No, okay. For like 30 seconds, I was like, okay, who the hell is this now? Huh? How is there another dude <laughs> with a bone face with a skull head? Like, what's happening? And then I was like, oh yeah, last issue. Um I think the costume looks cool, but I don't know. I just don't care about him anymore. I'm over it. I'm so into Bones, man. Really I'm just so. glad there wasn't another question page on this. Uh, <laughs> I was a little disappointed with that. I yeah. bet you were, man. My, you know, I, I got a question. Where's the questions page? That's my question. Well, he had a he had a it's question. On our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. Um, I, I think the one gripe I have with this issue is like we got the reveal of Machine Head with his mask off. And we're like, oh, maybe they'll tell us who he is. I think it was left, left a little ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And then he's relegated to the background of this whole issue, pretty much. Yeah. So I think there was a little bit of a thread that was kind of missed. I could see them wanting that to maybe be the payoff in issue sure. six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Leaving that last mystery. Because he does have, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a decent part of this issue. Sure. Um, yeah, with uh, his, his bit with um, Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I'm being honest, this as uh, as an issue is kind of overwhelming with all the capes. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Like I, uh, I I had to sit down and like think about certain interactions sometimes. Like who is this person again? With fighting this person, okay. This is why like, I could never 
like um uh infinite christ no what is it you're right that's yeah. one of them yeah i have it can't read it it's too much going on too too little knowledge i know enough to know that i don't know these things <laughs> is um, it just me or does it feel like you're more likely to feel that way when you're reading a dc comic than a marvel one uh i think because dc's rebooted so many times Marvel, I think, kept the whole sliding timeline thing where, like, it doesn't really matter, you know, nothing really changes as much. And they didn't have to deal with the multiple Earths that DC decided to do because that, and then they rebooted it and then they unbooted it. And then Superboy Prime punched the continuity barrier. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, speaking of reveals, Tyler, forget uh, the robot dude. We know who Extract is now. Yeah, that was a bit of a, 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 a like a, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she puts the mask back on and you're just like, all right, cool. We're moving on with yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually, I think I would have preferred if like extract just never got explained. Like this is just the character. I'm with you. I didn't think that that explanation really added anything. I don't, I didn't feel like there was a mystery behind it. Yeah. No one cared. Yeah. Like there's yeah. so much I'm trying to pay attention to. Like that was like on the back, the back burner's back burner. Like I was not even. Um, I, I uh, it's nice to see Dark Side back, doing cool. Dark Side things. That is cool. Yeah, always happy to see Dark Side. Um, I, I like those panels that kind of you know tease his arrival uh, in the second to last page but it didn't feel epic enough. I don't know if it was hmm. the art on when he actually arrives or what, but it just didn't feel epic enough for Darkseid. Like the situation yeah. wasn't stressed enough? Um, I guess. It, 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 I don't know. Maybe it's because like Superman's not there. Well, there is a Superman there. Um, maybe it's because it's not the the mainline DC characters that we know and love that this doesn't feel that important. So Darkseid's arrival for this feels like overkill in a way um, and just not really warranting his physical presence. Gotcha. Okay. I feel like this book needs Superboy Prime. That would be interesting. I love Superboy Prime, so... Uh, whenever they get into this like multiversal stuff, I'm like, yo, where's when's my boy showing up? What was his last appearance? It's a good question. Um, I think he showed up in Death Metal. Yeah, that of sounds right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like before that, I don't really. I think he was pretty much unseen since the New Fifty Two. Really, mm. he's like this portent of you know multiversal change that they didn't want really want to touch. I think at that point. So yeah, there's a whole bag of worms with that character anyway great costume um, yeah definitely give him that uh i i also still have problems with the art mm. um yeah. the multiple artist thing just bugs me and it feels like it shifts too regularly for my taste i will say the shift between um when we get the dr bones reveal uh that was cool because it introduces like his uh the costume the lettering changes some of the coloring changes a little bit like the the way that it's been it's being laid out um that looked really interesting i don't know if there was any sort of shift necessarily but it, it definitely felt like one to me and, and i i very much welcomed those couple of pages with his uh, specific like older brown uh 
uh, bubbles. Yeah, that that was that was kind of cool. Um, also, did I don't know? Did anyone else feel like the Starheart return was a little bit like okay? Yeah, it was like we we were here to save you. I didn't need it. Okay. Sorry, I, I just got distracted. I was looking at more uh, more director bone stuff. Uh, Roy Thomas and Todd McFarlane creation. Like, oh. That's a combo, huh? What? Roy Thomas, Dan Thomas, and Todd McFarlane created Mr. Bones. Wow. Back in 85, Damn. I believe. Squad. And, oh, he's an Infinity, Infinity Inc. villain. Okay, that actually adds up now. There's some history there. Damn, um, McFarlane art. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what's gonna happen after this series resolves. Because while I like this issue more than the last two, I still I still have some problems with this book that are not gonna be resolved within this series, just because they're fundamental to what it is. And so I'm curious about the next stage. Um, but for right now. I don't care. Like until yeah. characters from our DC start to really be affected, um, it's just tough for me to really connect with this. It feels on the outskirts. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we won't have to wait long because issue six is next week. So great. Yeah. And then I think there are the other in, uh, infinity infinite book that Williamson's writing is coming up this year still, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Does this does this feel like to you guys like it's really mattering towards something? Because the the use of the characters that aren't like our main line, plus the fact that I feel like they mentioned you know stuff's gonna get fixed or the timeline's gonna the multiverse timeline's gonna get uh, rearranged somehow. Does it feel like it ma- like this book matters? Um, go ahead, Tyler. I was gonna say I don't think it does, and I think that's why I like it. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm tired of reading books that need to matter. You know, maybe I just want to read a dumb comic book. See, I feel like it it matters in the sense that, like, yes, this is the return of Dark Side. This is the reintroduction of you know Psycho Pirate. These plot points will be relevant, but I don't think you will have to have read this to kind of connect or, or understand what's happening later. I think this is highly skippable, which is why I would say, yeah. you know, you don't need to pull this. It, it, it feels like maybe three sentences in Psycho Pirates Wikipedia entry. Right. This could yeah. easily be consumed in a Wikipedia entry that would cost you far, far less than buying these issues. Um, and then you would get to the meat whenever that comes up. Yeah. Good luck understanding DC Multiverse via, via Wikipedia, though. So have fun with that. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, that, that's a good point. But honestly, like they'll probably answer the major beats that need to be known for yep. whatever the next series is in like a quick blurb up front or through character dialogue. I don't think that there's so much happening here that you need to be reading it. Well, I will say I would like it just a normal team ongoing book of this Infinity Inc. Like, I think that's a cool team that I would totally read a book for. Why do I feel like we're getting that? I think we're getting a, a continuation of this. It's Infinity. It might, it might be called Infinity Inc., but I know it's a continuation of the story, mm. um, which is then building to something else afterwards, too. All right. by Williamson and 20 artists or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. 
Well, uh, we don't, like you mentioned, Tyler, we don't have to wait long. We'll, we'll know the resolution of this at least next week. And uh, hopefully it features more Captain Carrot. I feel like my man's not really uh, a part of much. Too much comedy relief. And this is serious business right now. Fair we point. got a dead Roy Harper and dark side to deal with. I'll save everyone by turning into a zombie. Sounds <laughs> like a Tom Taylor book. <laughs> Are we going to talk about um, uh, Star Trek? Uh, I mean, it's X Men, uh, <laughs> written by uh, Scott Lobdell. I think this is by Scott Lobdell. Oh, amazing! Um, yeah, I might be wrong on that one. He might have written the Next Generation X Men uh, crossover comic. So we're not we're not doing this one. If you want to do it, it's, I, take it out. Take it out. It's sealed. I'm not uh, touching this. Yeah, it's sealed, I know, it's sealed with maybe two cat bites in it. Okay. Mm, so maybe it lost its value there. I but. called your bluff. What do you expect me to read? Fight. A 90s comic? I wanted to see if you would even pull you, it out. You expect me to read a thing by Paramount Comics? Yes, I do. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> well, fine. But I do expect you to have read Static. Number three. Yeah, I did read that one. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, this is by Vida Ayala with um, pencils, inks, and colors by Nicholas Draper Ivy. Uh, and then also credited on pencils and inks in this issue is Crisscross. Typically, Crisscross does the layouts and Ivy does all the other stuff. But here, uh, Crisscross and Ivy shared pages. Uh, Ivy did the first 12, and then Crisscross did 13 through 20. Uh, and then Will Quintana did the colors for page 13 through 20 and and world design did the letters all throughout. So I'm not sure where you guys stand with this series so far. I think you guys were a little bit cooler on it than I've been. Um, But I thought this issue was pretty good. Yeah. This, this issue I think brought me in. I I have, I feel like I have something to sort of grip onto now. Mm. The, uh, the fact that uh, I mean, I forget his name already. Hothead. Uh, All is, the, yeah. Is like um, hot streak rather. Hot, he's like yeah. he's like now you know, working to some capacity to hunt down um, the bank babies. I thought that was an interesting like larger premise that they can play with. Um, the the interactions with uh, Virgil and his dad I think worked out uh, a bit smoother than some of the other stuff that we've seen um when it came to like family drama so i i I appreciated this issue much more than i have some of the other ones so for me like i I don't think i care much for issue two or one i I wasn't on the show for one but i was there for two um yeah i was not that much of a fan i will say though uh after the art change to where crisscross is kind of doing everything um i enjoyed the book a lot more i thought it was actually yeah, I actually, I actually, I, I think I enjoyed this issue, honestly, um, probably because it played to some nostalgic beats that suckered me in. But um, uh, once the art was a little cleaner, I, I was visually enjoying it a lot more. I like I think there was, there was like issue like 12 or 11 or something where there is like a, a panel where. Um, oh, shoot. What's um, Static Shock's name? Um his, his real name? Yeah, I wanted to call him by his real name, but I didn't know it. Well, he's making, he's like going through like the suit and he's trying to like try it on where you can actually see like, it almost looks like marker instead of pencils. It's just super heavy handed. 
Mm. And it's like kind of covering the art and it gets real muddy there. It's the same page where like you see like the the young static shock doing like the superhero pose thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which that panel is nice, but it, it's like inconsistent in the art. But like once it switched over to you said it was crisscross that was doing the, mm. the latter half. Yeah, I thought it was much cleaner and I enjoyed it. I thought the, the emoting for the characters was better. Um, just overall, I thought I, I, I thought it was much more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah I, I think the scene with the, the father in particular, where you just have this like nice bright white background, I feel like I complained about the, the emptiness before, but I, I like this in contrast to like the heart to heart they sort of have. Um, I think the lines are a bit cleaner. I think there's some facial structure um, issues, but um, yeah, I kind of I'm in line with with Tyler on, on a bit of that. It was nice seeing the original costume back, though, in cool. like a more updated form. Yeah. Underrated costume. I did think that was pretty cool. And I also really loved the panel featuring uh, Virgil as a kid. Um, that was yeah. that was really nice. That's I, um yeah. that pose is uh, that thing Kale likes. What is it? Oh, um, the, the Super Sentai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. Pension. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Thanks, I'm, Marco. I'm the odd person out, but I I really really enjoy uh, Draper Ivy's style. But I will agree that, at least in my mind, that the the this book this issue rather having so little action in it for Ivy to draw. I don't think his. I think his style shines when there's more happening. Um, because it's a very kinetic anime inspired style. And when the book slows down, I don't think it works as well. So, um, but I think Chris Cross does an exceptional job here as well. I, I, this is a really great looking issue. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm having fun with this still. I like that Virgil kind of found some sort of like enjoyment in what he does. When he learns to, to fly um, and escapes from those agents, I thought that was pretty cool. One of the complaints that I had was that he's kind of joyless and he was missing that, like that, that youthful exuberance or yeah. whatever you want to call it, um, that you come to teenage comics for. Like, that's a part of it. I want yeah. that out of the character and so getting some of that here i really appreciate it um but i i do feel like the the story the the overall the overarching narrative i feel like it needs to push forward a little bit more yeah yeah agreed this was i think better but it's still I, i think it's still dragging its feet a little bit I would I would say pull this I would say pull it because I still think the book is doing great uh, we know that there's more action and conflict to come and I think this is a book worth supporting normally I don't say that type of thing like buy it if you like it don't you know but I, I feel like this is a book worth supporting we want more books from Milestone and I think static is going to be the barometer in a lot of ways. So if you want static to exist, then this is the way to make sure that that happens. Do we know how long a season is in terms of issue length? 
Uh, I don't think so. Is it? Is like it? Is it twelve? I know. I like, want to say ten or twelve. I know yeah. the Green Lantern was like the first one that I remember having seasons. Because mm-hmm. Morrison's thing, Swamp Thing's doing it. Swamp yeah. Thing's doing ten. Okay, it might be ten, or it might just be. A, it's not a catch-all. It could just be whatever the hell they want it to be. Right, and then sure. when the book gets canceled, or yeah, oh, season's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a sure time. DC. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, but uh, unrelated, we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. But hardware, like if we want more milestone books, pick up fucking hardware. Hardware really looks. I meant, I meant to pick hot. it up. Yeah, that's a hot book. Speaking of hot books, you see the ad in here for the uh, Deathstroke Inc. book by uh, Williamson and Howard Porter. That's a Black yeah. Canary Deathstroke team up. Hell yeah, that I want to see. Yeah, I know. I worry about Williamson. He's uh, he's stretching himself. I mean, he's taking up all those spots Substack creators didn't want to get, so <laughs> more to him. No, I, I don't disagree. Uh, before we close out, let's leave the listeners with our polls, our pals polls for next week. These are the books that we're looking forward to, and we just want to give you guys an idea of what we think is worth you looking into for next week. These are books that we'll very possibly be reviewing on the show as well so it gives you an idea of what you can expect for reviews if you want to be reading what we're reading um i'll start and uh, my pick is nice house on the lake number four i think this is easily one of the best books being published right now from any publisher and um it's a hot title so i highly recommend you pick it up we definitely will be reviewing it i can't get enough of this of this series uh, for me, I got two. First okay. one is Black Manta, number one. Oh, damn. All right, uh, cool. Me too. By, right. by Chuck Brown, uh, one of the co-writers for uh, uh, Bitter Root, uh, and Valentin Delandro on Pencils, who uh, did Bitch Planet, I believe. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, t- so two black men writing and drawing uh, a Black Manta book, which I don't think we've ever had. Not that I Let alone, I don't know if we ever had a Black Manta book, but, you know, like, <laughs> uh, Black Manta is up there with some of my favorite like comic book villains the one of the most iconic designs so seeing him kind of take a spotlight and get kind of delve into him totally into that and then a uh, maze book number one a new jeff lemire book um, from dark horse uh, coming out uh, written and drawn by him too so it's always good to see some uh, jeff lemire art so good yeah um i took that one so i'm gonna do a uh, canto Canto three, a lionhearted issue three. So uh, I think I brought it up on the main show when we were doing some of the palace pulls, but I started reading some of the Canto series and it's been really enjoyable by uh, David Boer and uh, art by Drew Zucker. Mm. It's like this sort of fantasy story uh, about these little automaton characters. And uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with them. So uh, definitely picking up more, seeing where the series goes. This is like a set of different series that they'll do. So this is the third of, I think, what is going to be like five total series. Okay. Uh, and then, honestly, I was I was fighting between this last one, but um, between Defenders or DC Horror, The Conjuring, I'm going to go with The Conjuring because... What? Yeah. That looks interesting, honestly. It's, like, been, it's been very good. The cover is pretty damn good on that one. What issue yeah. are we on? This is issue four. This is going to be okay. issue four. 
it's it's been very enjoyable um i had real good horror beats um some of the backup stories have been pretty interesting the art's phenomenal really good sorry i have i have have one more i just want to call out uh kazar lord of the savage land number one from marvel comics um by zach thompson and uh art by uh herman garcia uh it is a kazar coming back from the dead kind of imbued with the spirit of the savage land inside of him and it's a body horror story yes it's a kazar body horror savage land story um and and i'm a big fan of what zach thompson's done um uh, uh, I think uh, he's done a couple books. I, I'd, I'd look it up. Hold on, I, I can probably figure this out in a second. Could this be the next Immortal Hulk? Uh, it could be. It's it's they do. Oh, come into me. Yes, that's uh, it. Was a Black Mask book. Oh, that okay. was disgusting. Um, well, the title of that. It. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> about like um using like technology to like put your consciousness in someone else's body so you can live as them for a little bit but it uses like intestines and stuff and it's like cronenbergian horror so i'm curious to see what he does with the marvel universe book and it's kazar so like essentially clean slate i don't think they really care about what you do with kazar so i'm ready yeah exactly did did you like that book tyler come into me yeah i I, I was probably one of my favorite books of that year uh 2018 yeah I need to. I need to pick it up. I got the first issue, but I never like followed up with it. Yeah, it's real good. All right, uh, that's gonna do it for this week's Comics Pals reviews. Let us know what you thought about these books and our thoughts on the books. And if there's anything that you want us to be reading, write in and let us know, and we will absolutely start reading it. You can leave us a follow, rating, or review wherever you're listening to us. If that's YouTube, like, comment, subscribe for free share the video, all that stuff's free to do and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. Make sure you're listening to our main show, The Comics Files, which drops every single Monday. Um, We're talking about the characters you love and all the places you can find them and we're covering the news about them as well. Uh, So if you're interested in hearing us talk about things like the new Spider-Man trailer that dropped, that's where you're going to find that. And then I do, before we go, want to plug the Journey into Quistory episode that if you're listening to this on Thursday, uh, just came out last or this past Sunday uh, should be available on VOD now and will be going up on YouTube. Um, It was a lot of fun. I wasn't a part of it, but Marco sure was. Marco, um, how'd you do, by the way? Uh, You know, I mean, it depends. So many perspectives in this world kind of depends on where you kind of come into these things with. Um, I would say I did well. The competition would say otherwise. Do you have that W still? I Yeah, it's tucked away over there. Okay, yeah. Keep it tucked away, I guess. I don't know. I guess I guess a handsome host of that show just did it uh, right enough Swamp Thing questions. Yeah, that's exactly um, what it was. You know? It's not like he uh, decided to make a Swamp Thing round entirely based on Swamp Thing and then realized that would be skewed in one direction and just got rid of that entire round. Not I like mean, that happened at all. Would it have been skewed or would it have been even ground at that point? Uh, not at all. Nope. Nope. Not one bit. I was just happy to see Kale lose. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you and Kale uh, actually no spoilers for Journey into Quistry, but yeah, there was nice, there was a nice tie. It was a close game, I think, across the board. So that, that I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch it. It was a lot of fun. Um, and we will keep you guys updated for when the next episode of that is live on Twitch. With that being said, we are the Comics Pals signing off. Until next week, take care, guys. Peace.